I'm Master Ken, and you're listening to Karate Cafe, which is bullshit. Welcome to Karate Cafe, your source for martial arts conversations since 2005. Karate Cafe is sponsored by Piranha Gear. Visit PiranhaGear.com for all your martial arts equipment needs. And now, here's your hosts, Paul Wilson and Dan Williams. Hello again, everybody. It's Paul here with another episode of Karate Cafe. And off my center line, as always, is my good friend Dan Williams. Dan, how are you? Good. Good. How are you doing, Paul? I'm doing okay. I'm, good. Uh, uh, you know, getting fat from the holidays. and Recovering. And, and recovering and trying to stay warm in the... Uh, the 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 uh, it's a balmy uh, I think eighty down here in Texas right oh, now. Oh jeez! Yeah. Well, it's really weird. It's like mid forties in Michigan right now, which is just it's bizarre. It's like spring weather. Oh yeah, you're probably swimming and stuff, right? Right. I did, I'm I'm bummed we took the pool down already. You guys are psycho. <laughs> but you're my kind uh, of psycho, and that's that's good. That's so, right. <clears throat> so that's we're, right. Uh, we took a little little holiday hiatus and we're gonna move over and try and uh probably have another holiday hiatus and try and get a couple episodes in before then um so uh the, as uh, i noted in the last episode in this episode uh don't forget to uh, help us out by going to karatecafe.com slash amazon and buy stuff via our link i've seen some activity. oh especially for all the holidays that's you know, right there's a lot I, of christmas buying coming I, up. i've seen several people even our our sponsor bill over there at piranha what Gear, which you should also go to piranagear.com and, yes. and get all your your martial art goodies from there even he has uh hit that that link he uh, emailed me the other day and said he really enjoyed uh our last couple episodes and very cool yeah it's always happy to uh to uh let him know that that he's you know Getting some good return on his, his sponsorship. That's um, right. uh, but anyway, yeah, so uh, you keep that up. The holidays are coming up. Buy stuff. You can buy stuff for us if you want. That's okay. Ooh, yeah. But, you, uh, you know, if you want, instead of getting your pumpkin spice holiday latte and staying away from those evil mm-hmm. red e- evil red cups, mm-hmm. you could take that cafe money and give it to Karate Cafe at, uh, at the website. There uh, you go. Anyway, so there's our, our shameless pitch for keeping the lights on here at the massive Karate Cafe studio. <laughs> Uh, let's jump right into the, the topic. So, uh, All right. Uh, what on, are we talking about today? Well, on the Facebook. Oh, mm-hmm. also, and on the Facebook, uh, for those of you who didn't know, we've had uh, several new people join. And so yep. thank you for joining us. If uh, you're listening, if you're not listening, I don't know how you found the Facebook page, but, you know. <laughs> Randomly. Well, welcome. Uh, and we've had a, a little uh, Twitter traffic, too. So that's, that, that's, that's nice as well. And some people who just basically, uh, one person tweeted just, more, yeah, we got the more episodes. Yeah, more episodes, period. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and so here you go. Uh, That's right. Anyway, um, so anyway, but on the Facebook, there was a link to uh, – and this is something that actually I have kind of harbored a thought on for a little mm-hmm. while. Uh, kind of my proponent. Whenever we have – in my dojo, I have Shoto Nu guys come in. And our style of, or system of Shoto Nu is a little different than, than other folks. Mm-hmm. Uh, for good or ill, and for right or wrong, it doesn't matter. But it's a little different. And so, in the, in talking with all these people, you know, we, we we they they see what I do and and whatnot, and we start talking about it. And I and so this kind of led me down this path. And it was a blog post. Uh, we will post a link in the show notes. Uh, it's called "Marshalling of My Thoughts," and it's martial like martial art. It's kind of cute. Musing right. musing on the martial arts. Uh, I guess the guy's name is. Daniel, I, I, he doesn't have his, his actual name or contact address on there, so I'm going to try and contact him and let him know. 
Uh, anyway, the blog post was called Misremembering Kata, mm-hmm. the creation of a new style, in quotes. And he, right. was, he was talking about how he reconnected with his Kabuto sensei. He hadn't seen him in a, in a, uh, a year or two. And um, he started doing a kata, and he, his sensei came to him and said, uh, he, there's stuff that's not correct in there. That he said he was, he, he told that he, he had inserted a movement. That's right. At, at, uh, at one point in the kata. And, and removed one and removed somewhere else, right? One. Yeah, uh, you know, and, um, and which so, we all do. Yeah, and just and, 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 and so he just kept going, and yeah. so uh, he said he started thinking about it and and wondered, you know, he said over the course of martial arts history, if that hadn't been a more common experience, and yes, <laughs> I and you know, it's funny because I've this is something I've actually thought about uh, before. I I a while ago I read a book on. Um, martial arts, or I should say, um, Kung Fu teaching manuals, because they, you know, before video and and all that stuff, they used to actually diagram the movements in books. Um, and I remember, you know, just, just thinking to myself, well, before pictures and videos, there's just, there's no way to guarantee that the movement that you're doing was the movement that was taught to you. Um, and, I don't know. I I would say that it would seem to me highly unlikely that over the course of even 20 or 30 years that it's even possible to, to keep your movements the same without being able to go back for reference material, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it comes from a couple of different, uh, points I think for me I mean there's especially here in the U.S. Mm-hmm. you know uh, we've run into maybe not so much on your side but uh, you know on on the karate side you run into people all the time that they train for a few years in Okinawa mm-hmm. and then they move back to the U.S. and they've never been back and they've never seen their their sensei or trained anyone with anyone that's in their system or whatever and they've just been going down the path uh. and so uh, I find it hard to believe that that anyone has not you know strayed you know a yeah. little bit here i mean even i have so 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 now as an instructor and you know with people who you know i don't live i live you know four or five well six hours i guess now away from my sensei and i don't see him as much as i as i used to and you know he it, it, but so i think there's probably a certain point where you divulge from you know your instructor or the way mm-hmm. you were taught and, and kind of kind of do your own thing so i think it's kind of a two-pronged thing i think there are probably just, yeah, just, you know, you, you move away and as you become more accustomed as a martial artist and, and, you know, your, your skill becomes a little more ingrained mm-hmm. that you start putting your emphasis on stuff. I emphasize things that my instructor do, doesn't emphasize and vice versa. And, yeah. but I still think we're, we're still for, pretty close, but, but as we go down, I can see it diverging. And so, yeah. you know, the, well, plus, you know, it's, it's like the telephone game. I mean, what about the, the students of your students in 50 years? You know, what, what's that going to look like compared to what your instructor showed you? Right. Yeah, I mean, I, I, there's, there's, been, and there's been times, and I think it's probably, so one of the points that he makes, that he says, is he says, you know, one assumes that the depth of training involved would preclude misremembering things that they learned. So, mm. you know, the people who were, so, you know, like the core, probably the core technologies of your system probably should not stray, I would imagine. I think it would be more like 
upper level, higher level stuff that you haven't, you know, kind of ingrained, you know, and, and, and there I think you're probably maybe putting your own sort of stamp on that. Yeah, but I could see it too, like in a, um, even in, in basic movements, I mean, whether you're, your uh, your hips are tucked or not or whether your foot is you know are your toes pointing directly in front of you or are they off by a five degree angle pointing to the inside um or are they off by a five degree angle pointing to the outside and then you know i could see stuff like that over over generations of teaching just migrating really from from style to not style to style, but from generation to generation. And I mean, I, I don't think it's, it's probably not just like, Hey, this is, um, you know, this is the stuff that you learn after you're here for 10 years. But I mean, really the, the very beginning stuff, I think of Wing Chun is a great example of where, um, a lot of people, well, first of all, uh, the split between um, the the Yip Man lineage and kind of what I'm going to call everybody else. Um, that's that's kind of one thing, um, but then there's you know divisions of the Yip Man lineage as well. And essentially, those are all people that were either taught differently or didn't remember the same way. That's that's really all it is. I, 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 or or I guess there are people that maybe have deliberately changed it from what they were taught. Um, I think that's pretty bold, but yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, there's well, so that that accounts for the uh, you know um, the you know emphasis. Uh, it, <clears throat> so mm-hmm. it, it, it's it's my statement. So whenever some ta- someone talks about our system and they go like, yeah, you know, that looks kind of different than what we do. Yeah, you know, I have to kind of remind them and say, well, you know, Master Sokin, who's you know one of the who's my our grandmaster's instructor, you know, he left Okinawa for I think like twenty years or something like that, and then he came back, mm-hmm. and so in that time, Shodan Du moved along. There were other instructors. There were yep. you know, so he did. So that was kind of the thing. He left for twenty years, and he did what he thought he was supposed to do. He was, you know, he was, a, 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 he had the style, he had inherited the style at that point and all that. So, uh, you know, arguably then, then whatever he has done in that 20 years, that may have strayed from whatever he learned. Although from mm-hmm. what I understand, kind of back then, it was a little less likely to happen. Um, then he came back. And so it was, for lack of a better, you know, don't, don't start the flame or it, it was pure, right? It was just, yeah. and he, he hadn't really trained with anybody else other than anyone he taught. So he was basically at the top of his food chain within that thing. So when he came back, it was totally different because the, they had drifted. The, well, the society at large had, mm-hmm. I mean, like the, the group, you know, of Okinawa and Shodendu instructors had, you know, taken their paths and, and had their chance to kind of work on the thing. So, I mean, you know, when different body styles, all that stuff comes into play, right? Yeah. So, you know, when, so when I tell them like, you know, like, oh, well, that, you know, this instructor kind of liked wider stances. So he put in wider stances, you know, and then that kind of reflected out, right? Your student, your right. student, your student. And then, you know, they block, you know, do a, a a middle block this way and we do it this way. Well, why do it this way? Well, because, you know, that's the way it was taught. And, you know, it's so, it, and it, it's both, they're both the same. It's just, you know, what that 
system kind of organically made it. And they, right. may, they may have changed it. They may have said, like, you know, I like this, just like, you know, Ishindu, you know, does the, the vertical punch, right? Mm-hmm. Instead of the flat punch, which is what most people right. okay, no, it's not, you know, or it, different schools will teach stuff just a little bit different, but it's still kind of the same application. It's just kind of a deal. And so, but, but who's to say that also that didn't like Shotokan? Funakoshi went to Japan. You know, I don't think he was going back to Okinawa and training with all his instructors. So, right. so he, you know, moved his system the way mm-hmm. he thought because he was completely out of the bubbles. That wasn't even maybe a you know, misremembering thing, although arguably it could be. It was also just, you know, that's the way he moved. And that, so therefore a new system. So, when, well, and I know that I've, you know, there's there's tons of times when I've been teaching things, um, not even related to martial arts, where um, I will tell someone, oh, this you do it this, that, and the other way, and here, let me show you. And I show them, and I didn't actually do what I just said to do. And it's because, you know, and so I think to myself, if you can do that in any particular moment where your body and your brain don't agree it's just it's it's the nature of the beast that it's going to happen all the time where sometimes they'll agree but they'll agree in the wrong direction you know right no absolutely well yeah so this weekend or i guess it will be next weekend by the time um this this rolls hits the inner tubes uh we're having our our annual 2d seminar right so everyone's coming around and and we're talking, it's just nothing but tootie, you know, joint locks and, and throws and all that good stuff like that. And so, you know, it's all pretty standard. But mm-hmm. we all, as a group, kind of have our little emphasis. So there'll be things that I forget, you know. And so that's, of course, is the, the job of, of, you know, our whoever's running the seminar and our, our head instructors and stuff. My sensei's going to be there. And, you know, oh, you're kind of doing, you need to be doing this, you know, doing it this way. Mm-hmm. And so, so that also brings a nice little paradigm with, with this is once you've become more or less a, uh, a fully formed martial artist, you know, you can stand on your own, training wheels are off, you know, and someone, you know, like your sensei goes, oh, well, you know, you should be doing it this way, you know, and you're kind of like, mm, well, I kind of want to do it this way. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, so this feel, this, this, this feel, this other thing feels better though. So. Yeah. And this, this works for me better. You know, yeah. and I, I, you know, so and just move on. But right. I mean, there is that part. I uh, many a couple three years ago or whatever. I we talked about it on the show, or I think I did a minisode about it about having breakfast with with my sensei before we were going to a black belt class. And I said something about uh, missing my sensei, or you know, oh well, you're still my sensei. And he said, no, no, you're the sensei now. You know, yeah. and it was like, ooh, it was like a, a heartbreaking moment. If you guys. Don't remember go to it i think i actually started crying in the episode um oh. hey I'm, I'm strong but i'm sensitive yo that's right you're a you're a, a iron fist wrapped in a velvet glove well yeah, hey bruce lee said be like <laughs> be like water so i was being like water all over my all over my face uh but anyway but i mean then then thinking about that you know later and that's why i did the the episode was that you know that's what he was essentially saying is like you've kind of you know you're on your own now you yeah you've tied you know he's he, he has not taught me everything he could possibly teach me, but he's kind of saying, you know, you're a man now. Yep. You know, you do your thing. So <clears throat> running down this line is, 
you know, when we go to the camp, there's going to be people, our seniors that are becoming so like, oh, you should do this. And there will be things that I know that I will have forgotten that I have just not been including or that I may have been including kind of like you're saying, like just it's, you know, on, on fast play and you just do it. You don't think about yeah. it. Yeah. And so you forget to emphasize it. So, um, so, but, but out of that, there shouldn't be like an explosion of different 2D systems, right? Well, and, and I think, you know, to, to think about the bigger picture of this as well is that if, um, if, if everyone always mirrors exactly what their instructor does, then the world would only have one martial art. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's probably an exaggeration, but uh, I think that there's a, I think there's a, there's a good side to it as well. And, you know, it, it's, it's kind of made me think about it as you were talking about some of the things that you de-emphasize or emphasize based on, Hey, you're the instructor now, you know, and it's, I think that the responsibility of the instructor is, you know, one, yeah, make, you know, you are a, um, uh, what do you call that? Uh, you're responsible for passing the martial art on to other people. But um, as we've talked about a lot of times before, what is the, what is the style? What is the martial art? You know, like, is it every single subtle move? Um, is it the, or, or is it like more of, Hey, this is a, a concept and this is an idea and this is what we're passing along. Yeah. The general, general idea, the concept, right? Exactly. Yeah. Because really, you know, it's, it's the, it's, it's the teach a man to fish thing to me in that, Hey, this body position feels better than this body position. I want to start doing it this other way. Well, if you can sort of, if you have those mental resources of why, then you can kind of do your own self-analysis of saying, maybe I should or should not change this. And obviously the, I should change this, that has to, doing it intentionally has to be done very, very carefully. Um, Only because obviously there's a lot of thought that goes into how it was done in the first place. Um, but yeah, I mean, unintentionally, I, I, I think that probably most of the, the styles in the world came from that fact in that I know that in the Chinese culture, um, like I used to do a martial art called uh, Jogar and it was really, it was the, the Jiao family Kung Fu. And so each family would have a different style of Kung Fu. And I'm guessing that stems from the fact that somebody in the family at some point went to Kung Fu school (laughs) and, and learned it. And then when they came home, they started teaching that Kung Fu and that became the Jiao family Kung Fu. I think the same thing happens fairly frequently in Salat where people just break away from their instructors and form their own style. But really it's just a subtle variation on what the style was originally. Right. And, and that brings up yet another topic that we always trip over and all about, about politics is, you know, uh, egos being what they are in the martial mm-hmm. arts. There will be people who are very much, you know, like, well, well, this is the way it should be done. Right. You know, and, and whether or not it is pure, i.e. transmitted from the instructor verbatim and exactly correctly, mm-hmm. you know, or is it, you know, the concept, you know, is, right. is, is, is your concept 
in line with that, you know, or is your technique in line with that concept, you know, and then right. what you intend to do with, with said concept. So, and, and then, and, you know, and then again, you know, people will break off and, you know, I'm doing it the correct way. You're not doing it the correct way. And, you know, the grandmaster showed me this way. He didn't, he showed me this way. Yeah. And, you know, and, and then that also creates the, you know, room for division and room for systems to be broken off or even styles, you know? <clears throat> so, I mean, you know, if we train, like we, even within our own federation, you know, we have schools that, that really emphasize like, you know, groundwork, you know, mm-hmm. they'll incorporate mm-hmm. groundwork and stuff on there. Mm-hmm. And so that is not part of the system, you know, right. Uh, uh, from an orthodox standpoint, you know, it's important and it's good and it's fun and, and why not, but it's not part of the system. But then, but if that's their, if that's part of their emphasis, I'm not saying it's only, but then that gets transmitted to like, you know, five or six students and three of those students decide to teach and they carry that into their curriculum. Yeah. You know, then at some point they'll be like, well, my sensei, you know, or two senseis ago always taught ground fighting and you're not doing it right. Yeah. And well, no, because it really was, you know, so <laughs> it's, yeah, you, you know, it's funny. One of, one of my instructors, um, essentially his, his career path was that he started in Taekwondo um, and he became very disillusioned with the practical applications of say it um, is not so. Yeah, I, I should say the practical applications of the um, the school in which he was taught Taekwondo. Nah, nice. That's <laughs> what like we call that. that's what we call Tai Sabak. That's getting off the center line. Well done. <laughs> there you go. Um, yeah, and uh, he took um, some seminars by uh, uh, Hak Hakam. I think the guy's name is. Yeah, and, and, awesome. and yeah, and started to incorporate some Hawk stuff in there, and was then he 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 did what he he called it combat taekwondo, because really he was only certified to teach any martial art via taekwondo, so he didn't feel like he could not teach taekwondo because that's the only thing he had a black belt in. Yet he wanted to teach, but. He didn't really want to teach traditional Taekwondo, so he was really kind of stuck in a, a, a you know, he, he was, had his back against the wall. And, um, well, I should say he was stuck between a rock and a hard place. Anyway, um, he had some other martial art mentors of his um, that kind of guided him and advised him. They said, just, just do your own thing, man. Just start your own thing because at the end of the day, it's all just labels and it doesn't really matter. And if you think that you're doing, you know, if, as, as we've talked about many times before, if you are telling your students what they're, they can expect from your teaching and you're being honest with them and yourself, then it, then it doesn't matter. It's just, it's, you know, Taekwondo is a label for a system of teaching a set of moves. And so are all of the other things. Um, <laughs> Yeah. And, and, well, yeah, and but, you know, I, but I think that's kind of, that's kind of different than I think the point of the, of the article that the guy was making because that, and that's that's a whole other you know. Can of, well, that's making that's making a conscious decision to go. I'm going to do it this way and not that way because right. I don't believe in that way anymore. But then um, you know that that also because actually I have a, a there's a, a school that has just opened slightly north of me and uh, very whiz bang and slick and whatnot mm. and and apparently it's a it's it's a system. It's a unique hybrid system, uh-huh. uh huh. And as part of the name of the system, 
it has Goju in it. No, uh, no, Goju is an Okinawan art. And one of my Goju friends here stopped it. I sent him the link. I was like, hey, look at this. Uh-huh. And so he's, you know, like, like more, you know, full of pepper than I am. So he, uh-huh. he, he stopped by. Dojo bus so, a little well, bit? no, no. He just stopped in there. And he yeah. was like, hey, how you doing? And, and so he was asked, talking to the guy. And the guy's like, oh, it's a combination of this and this and that. And we do it on East and we do ground fighting. We do blah, 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 blah. And it's all put together into one system. And, mm-hmm. and he's like, oh, yeah. And, and the guy's like, oh, well, do you have martial arts in the space? He goes, yeah, well, I actually instruct Goju. And, mm-hmm. and, and the guy kind of like, uh, oh, look, class is getting ready to start. Got to go, you know, because yeah. apparently there is none in the system. It's mostly Shotokan or, it's, or, or the karate component of Shotokan. So, like, uh, so like that, t- for me, uh, that's, that's misrepresentative. Now, granted, anyone with no martial art experience that just shows up and signs up, won't know unless they start doing research or listen to a really great podcast like Crying right. Cafe. Like Crying, that's right. Uh, but uh, if they do their research, you know, even if they they dislike, if they're in love with the system and they think it's the greatest thing ever and do their thing, at some point, you know, I would hope they would do some research and go like, you know, there's none of this in there. Why is that the first thing that's listed? Anyway, but uh, but someone well, made, see, and someone made a conscious decision to like do this, right? And and so uh, and in this case, they're they can't misremember something because that is not a component of, of the system. Right. But they grabbed a name, you know, that's the, you know not trademark. So the, the, yeah, grabbing that name—that's weird, though. Yeah, and I, I think that's kind of a—I think that's kind of a disservice. But you know, I haven't met the guy and and whatnot. But uh, but getting back more to what we're we're talking about, it's, mm-hmm. you know, that's that's a very good point of, you know, so then you know, would he be a, a accused of misremembering Taekwondo because what he is teaching is not Taekwondo. I don't think, I personally wouldn't think he would, he should call it a Taekwondo. Even, I mean. And he did end up changing it. He, he did his own thing and it's called Sanyondo. Um, and, uh, so he just said, I'm going to, I'm going to found my own style and he founded his own style. Um, and you know, for for better or for worse, um, whatever that means, I know that there's obviously a lot of controversy about people who found their own styles and things like that. But uh, I've, I've at this point, I've got two of my instructors who have done the same thing. Although Kent Kent always says he doesn't have a style; he has a has has a curriculum, um, and that he's pulled a bunch of stuff from a bunch of things, and that's what he teaches. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I, I've always said I, that's always been my bugaboo between so- style and a system. Mm-hmm. You know, is is like you know, there's Shota Nu. I think is a system of karate. You know, so I mean, because karate is kick punch and you know, all right. the pajamas and, and and whatnot. And that's so you know, as a whole, it's you know, there's martial arts and then there's like kung fu, karate. You know, like huge divisive right. brand, you know, branches of of ways to you know, right. beat up on somebody. And then within that, within karate, there's you know, different. You know systems, and you know, I mean, arguably, some people could say that their styles, like you know, Shotokan, could be considered like maybe its own style because it is you know over in Japan and mm-hmm. and karate's and you know, but hey, but but if it's you know essentially the same concepts that you're that you're teaching with yeah. you know sort of like Japanese jiu-jitsu and Brazilian jiu-jitsu, you know, you know, there will be people who will argue with me that those are two different things. But no, they're just they're systems of the same thing, you know. No, yeah. See, I would argue that they're two different things. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Um, I mean, I have uh, I, I have taken a, a, a smattering of both. 
Um, and, you know, I, I guess I can see it from both sides. The, I would say from a, from a concept standpoint, um, they are relatively close. Uh, but from a training methodology standpoint, I would say they're vastly different. I mean, well, yes, but that's what I'm saying. So I mean, right. But the, the concept, the con, the, the transmission of the concept and what they're doing, because then that's that's where it all fractures out, right? But here's yeah. the question: is is are how important are the training methodologies to the style itself? Because I think that the the framework for teaching what you've learned is a big part of what you learn. Um, and I know that for, for a lot of the styles that I've been in, um, and, and you and I, have, I think, have talked about this, is that you, you learn and then you learn to teach and then you teach and then you learn to teach teaching. Um, and all those steps are in there. And really your whatever style you're in and, and probably more specifically, I guess, uh, you know, branch or school or whatever. Um, but you know, I think there's a lot of value in what that carries with it and that, you know, the, the teaching methodologies are part of the style. Oh, I see where you're going with that. And I kind of, kind of agree. But I mean, cause I mean, people teach, yeah, you know, I look at back at as ours. You know, it's like people teach. Uh, I had a guy who was from a sort of a Japanese-based karate school, and he came and he worked out with me one night. And he said, "How come you don't have more like blocking drills and stuff like that?" Ah. And I said, "Well, because uh, we don't." Yeah, I was just in my head. I was like, uh, "We don't. Uh, we just don't." <laughs> you know, and and, and so. I, you know, but then, you know, as, as I often do, I, you know, just it's kind of playing in a loop in the back of my head and I'm kind of thinking about it. And I was like, well, you know, but we block an awful lot. Like we, we practice our base. We have a, a small set of basics. I, yeah. I, I think a relatively small set of basics. We don't have a lot of techniques. We don't have a lot of kicks. We don't have a lot of different blocks. We, you know, mm -hmm. uh, and, and I think I could be wrong relative to other systems. Just other systems that I've seen seem like they have a lot more techniques that they do when they do their basic techniques. Yeah. Um, for good or ill, doesn't matter. But anyway, but, but but we end up blocking a lot. So, you know, or punching a lot. We, we end up doing that stuff a lot. So we kind of get those basic concepts like repeated. And our, a lot of our blocks kind of look the same. So a lot of those concepts get repeated. And so, you know, when we were talking about it, I was like, and then, you know, there's the whole Japanese versus Okinawan thing. Like mm -hmm. a lot of the old school Okinawan, what I understand, it was like they would do kata a whole bunch. And then they would do kumite. They'd freaking fight. <laughs> Right, and that that was kind of it, you know. So, but whereas with in the, the sort of the Japanese flavored arts, it was a little more regimented, you know, a little more of a class, a, a know, little more, a little more tea ceremony, yeah. Kind of thing. So they had yeah. to have you know more, um, you know, more things, bigger classes, more people in the classes. They got to mm -hmm. keep everybody, you know, so more structure, right? And so you know, we have like different levels of uh, of one step sparring, and we had so so we kind of have it a little bit. Mm -hmm. But but not as much. But then I was, so then I was just thinking about that. I was like, well, that's you know. So that's kind of different. so the, the methodology of teaching, I, I think, was different. You know, that's what you're talking about. But it's yeah. still karate, and the concepts are still there. Yeah, and that's so, true. I guess if if you got if you've got if you got two of those people together from the different teaching methodologies, they would essentially still have the same set of techniques that they would use, and the same set of concepts 
right. that they would understand. Right. So I mean, like between the difference between Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu and, and Japanese Jiu-Jitsu, you know, I haven't delved so deep. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. arguably people say that you know Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu is is more spare and more efficient, maybe, and right. and and Japanese Jiu-Jitsu is a little more, I don't know, combative sort of, or a little more, you know, there's more emphasis on punching and kicking, from what I understand, a little bit. Uh, but like the actual techniques and stuff are still there, you know? Yeah. So, uh, to a greater or lesser degree, if we have some Japanese jujitsu guys and some Brazilian jujitsu guys, you know, get on the Facebook page and Facebook it up, Facebook it up. Cause it would be, you know, I guess I could, you know, fire up the, the Google and, and, and really look, but I'm, but so I would be curious to, if, if someone has like six months or a year in both or something like yeah. that and the, to get their opinion. Yeah. The the only and this is of course is anecdotal and as someone pointed out to me a uh, a, a a statistical sampling of one, but uh, <laughs> I was good enough. I was That's good enough for Karate Cat. Yeah, I was watching a jujitsu video one time. This guy and he was teaching a thing, <laughs> and, and he has black belts in both. He has black belts in Brazilian jujitsu and, and Japanese jujitsu, and he was doing a technique, and he said, "Okay." He goes, "But," and he uh, it was like you know a rear mount or something he was doing. And he's doing a choke mm -hmm. or whatever, and he said, "Okay," he said, "So this is," he goes. From Japanese jiu-jitsu, he goes, well, he said, from a, I can't remember exactly how he phrased it, but he essentially said, well, this is the Japanese jiu-jitsu way and this is the Brazilian jiu-jitsu way. He said, the Brazilian jiu-jitsu way is great if you're the only two people in the room. Ah. And I was like, oh, snap. But, you know, but, but he, he said, no, that, that's the, and so that's kind of, you know, the emphasis is like, well, what's the emphasis? You know, when people start talking about competing and, you know. Yeah. Da, 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 da. Well, and I think, I think BJJ, but I, there's there, and at this point I'm kind of learning that there's also, there's now feels like there's two versions of BJJ. Right. Yeah. And the more of the, um, I don't know if you've ever watched, uh, the Gracie brothers have a great, um, YouTube channel and they do, uh, fight I, breakdowns. I was watching it yesterday. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, and I, I guess I didn't really realize um, what a high degree of emphasis the Gracie family put on um, self-defense and personal protection. Uh, and I, I almost, I get the impression that they had no intention of doing any kind of sport thing right off, you know, with, with what, uh, who is it? Who's their grandfather, Hoyce, or, or something like that? Anyway. Oh, um, Helio? Helio. Um, but it, I, I have to say, I do believe that it is tuned for one-on-one -on -one combat. Um, but that being said, uh, in one of the, the videos I watched, the Gracies were actually, I, they weren't necessarily complaining, but I'll call it complaining for lack of a better word, and saying, well, with all this focus on the the sport end of BJJ people have moved away from the self-defense personal personal protection end of BJJ. And so everybody's assuming that you're going to have um, a mat or a ring floor to land on when, you know, or just all these things that you have in sport that you don't have on the street, you know? And again, it's, it, it, that feels like exactly what we're talking about, where if if some BJJ stylist, um, instructor level or whatever, starts teaching at an MMA gym, they're going to tune their style, maybe even subconsciously, towards sport. 
because that's what they're teaching. That's what they're focused on. And their students will learn that more sporty version and they'll pass that on to their students and they'll pass that right. on to their students. And so, yeah, that's, yeah. And that's exactly the same. You know, there's, there's, so it just happens. It happens all the time. You know, it's just, I don't, I, I don't think it's necessarily something with traditional martial arts versus modern martial arts versus anything. It's just part of human nature. If, you know, when you play the telephone game and you do it over enough years, what comes out is going to different than what went in there's just you, you know you just can't do it otherwise right no and that's you know and I, and so i agree you know with giving bringing back to the mm-hmm. the article and you know bringing the plane in for for landing right. is is yeah that's I, I i can totally see that as being a reason why we have different systems and probably arguably even different styles uh is yep. and, and it's not necessarily because someone doesn't know stuff or does mm-hmm. it just, you know, like, oh, yeah, we go somewhere, we learn some stuff, it's cool. You know, from an instructor level, maybe you don't get to work on it as much. And then, you know, I have to do it all the time. I'm like, hey, what was that thing that we learned at camp? You know, because, right. you know, we, the, the vast storehouse of martial knowledge that I have is, is, is full to bursting, right? Right. So it's more of a backyard shed, but we'll, we'll, we'll call it that. <laughs> and, and so there's arguably any other time. I mean, there was my sensei came to class one time a year or three ago, and we were doing the basics. And he just like, he didn't work out. He just kind of like stopped. He was seeing some family, and he just kind of watched class for a little bit. And he said like, oh, you're, you're not doing, you know, this kick member has to go this way. And I'm like, I don't know how many times I heard him say that. Why am I not remembering that? Yeah. You know, so, and it's still the same kick. It's still the same application. It's still the same everything, but I was just forgetting to emphasize something. And mm-hmm. so, and you know, that obviously won't break off and do a different system. But I mean, did you can just see how little stuff like that could add up or end up happening? And I also think it's a, a case of just like radiation, you know, time, distance, and shielding. When you're, you know, the, the longer you're separated yeah, from, that's right. Yeah, we've, that's a good analogy. We've we've known many, uh, you know, people that have have chosen to sequester themselves away from any sort of, I guess, you know, overseeing authority and or teaching their system in some way that they think is, is, you know, is correct, whether or not Mm -hmm. it is, you know, is, is sometimes yes, sometimes no, but I mean, but they have chosen, they've chosen to isolate themselves from that or any other competent sort of martial art, uh, oversight. And then, you know, so the longer you're away and, you know, the farther away you are, which also, you know, implements, you know, you can't go see it. And then, and, and then shielding, if you just decide, you know, I don't want to deal with those guys anymore or, yeah. or whatever, you know, or I've chosen not to deal with it with those guys anymore. That all infects where, you know, people start like, well, I'm just going to start my own system or, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to call it this instead because they don't have sort of that refreshing of the pool. They don't have, and it's not even, you know, I think it's not even necessarily like, oh, you're straying from the path. It's just right. like, you know, well, here is the path. And it's wider than you think, you know, do you really need to step all the way off of it? Well, and I think my, you know, personally, I think that the takeaway from this is the, the importance of doing something consciously versus unconsciously. You know, if, if you can be aware of the fact that you might not get things right every time, um, and that it's, Important, you know, like going to the camps and getting a refresher and going back to your instructor and doing those things. If if it's important to you to make sure that you carry forward a 
a replica of what your instructor taught you, then it's important to go back for those check-ins all the time. Um, you know, buy, buy your instructor's DVDs, um, you know, get the book, do, do whatever you need to do. Um, because you will drift without those check-ins. That's all there is to it. You will drift. Now, if you make a conscious decision to drift, that's kind of a different story. You can, obviously anyone can choose to do that if they want. Um, but they should understand the consequences of doing that as well. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that, that is a good summation. Well done. Well, thank you. <laughs> and I think, oh, that's the captain just put the uh, seatbelt signs on. I think we're coming in for oh, a landing. Oh, all right. Uh, yeah, I think this is great. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reach out to the, the blog owner guy whose name, again, I, I, it's not actually apparent on the, on the blog. And I'm going to let him know we did this thing and maybe, uh, you know, mm-hmm. yeah, maybe he'll email us. And he'll, you guys are high. That's not what I meant at all. But, uh, you know, didn't just it was it was a nice little article post, and it's again, it was something that I had thought of uh, in the past, and it was just like, oh, that's a nice little summation of uh, yeah uh, of of that going, and and so again, just like uh, <clears throat> to 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 do the the mission statement, I guess of Karate Cafe is you know this is where the the conversations start, right? So mm-hmm. no matter what our system, just like we were talking to you know Steve Perry a while back, you yeah. know. All the all the politics and crap in, in Salat and all the politics and crap and stuff in Wing Chun and all the politics and stuff and and, and could I it's all it's all kind of the same thing. Right? It is. And so we all you know, we all experience this at one point or another. Yeah. And you know, our, our our listeners out there get will get on the Facebook and I'm sure many of them will say, Yep, you know, you know yeah. seen that and too. And we all you know, we all question our styles. We all wonder if there's something better out there. We all um, you know, say, Hey, if, if I were to take this to a street fight, how would I do? I mean, I think regardless of style, um, you know, you're absolutely right. There are, there, are, there are more things in common than there are not. Right. And so this is where we, we start talking about it. So yeah. as always, you guys can email us at karatecafe at gmail.com. Give us a call in the comment line, all the stuff that you will hear at the end of the podcast. If you want to listen to it, one of our, uh, one of the guys in my federation, I'd mentioned the thing about the link and it's on the Facebook page. And he's like, uh, where's that link? And I was like, we only say it like 89 different times. <laughs> karatecafe at gmail.com slash Amazon Hank. Uh, you know, <clears throat> um, so, uh, but reach out and contact us, get on the Facebook page and, and let us know. And uh, hopefully we'll have maybe another episode out before the end of the year <laughs> because of yeah. uh, the craziness. But, uh, but if not, Dan, always a pleasure. Always a pleasure, Paul. And we will talk to you all again very soon. Thanks for listening to another episode of Karate Cafe. You can join the conversation by emailing us at karatecafe at gmail.com. Call our comment line at 469-844-5791 or log into the forum at karatecafe.com. Remember, you can support the show by visiting our sponsor, piranagear.com, or shopping at Amazon through our link, karatecafe.com slash Amazon, or donate at karatecafe.com. I'm Steve Henderson, proud supporter and voice talent for Karate Cafe. If you or someone you know needs an effective voice for a film, television, radio, or new media web project, contact me at stevehendersonvoiceovers at gmail.com or call me at 404-314-8400. Once again, thanks for listening to Karate Cafe.